From Coruscant to Tatooine, and every planet in between, Star Wars, prototypes and production, with your host, David Quinn. It's a trap! Yes, The Force will be with you always. Matt George, we have done it. We are in the home stretch now. We are going to be talking about Power of the Force, Droids, and Ewoks today. And this will end the pre auction conversation looking through the entire 300 piece catalog for Star Wars. How are Un- you? Unbelievable. Seven episodes. That's one every day for an entire week. Absolutely. And I think in total, it's been something like 10 hours of a conversation. Which I is, apologize to everyone out there for um, any kind of mass boredom uh, that we may have caused, but uh, we've had a good, a good time on our end putting these together. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been such a fun experience. It's been fun to, you know, just to sit and to talk as collectors and then to dive into this stuff. I was saying to you yesterday, I think I've learned so much just by going through this catalog because there are pieces in here that I've seen before, but didn't know the history of, or ones that I might've passed over, you know, something like the, um, the return of the Jedi emperor, just with that, that darkened robe, it makes such a difference. And I now have such a respect for it. And it's a piece that I would actually like to eventually one day add to my collection if I could find one. Well, good news. There's one available here in this auction. What? It's, it's, it's uh, under 2000 right now. So have at it. Yeah, there's always the possibility. My focus right now, though, is carded figures. Uh, we will be getting into those today with the Power of the Force run, which is an exceptional run. It's been gaining momentum for years, and there are some pieces in here that I would argue are some of the hottest pieces over the last two years. Since the pandemic began and people started buying and collecting during the quarantine, we've seen some of these skyrocket uh, to prices that I, I think you and I would say we, we would never imagine them going to or, or going to this quickly. Right. Usually kind of the default thinking is if something says like, collector on it like collector series you don't collect it because it's just kind of forced collectibles but like the power of the force with their collector coins kind of bucked that trend and and the the prices for that particular line have gone nuts since the pandemic i mean just nuts like the we'll get into a little bit later but i was just looking through kind of where we are with some of these the luke jedi it's already at 1200 bucks like oh, I, wow. I vividly remember that being like a hundred and fifty or two hundred and fifty dollar figure not that long ago, and now it's twelve twenty two with four days left. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And and that's just one of what will be like twenty or thirty pieces in here. So incredible. Crazy. Yeah. Um, before we go into that dive, I wanted to bring up two pieces that I thought were really interesting. So if you are looking at the catalog online or in hand, uh, they're number 1706 and 1712. You will see them in the hard copy catalog. You will no longer see them online. 
and that's because Hakes removed them. So the one that is 1706 was the Kenner Canada Luke Skywalker. I believe, Matt, that was the 21 back? Yes. So that was the 21 back Luke Skywalker, and that one is gone. Um, It had a Toys R Us price sticker on it, and then sadly, 1712 is the Kenner Canada Luke in Bespin Fatigues on that rare alternate photo walking background, and that one also had a Toys R Us sticker on it. And this is what's so great about the collecting groups. Somebody from one of the groups looked at it and said, there's something wrong with this price sticker. And someone else chimed in, I think, and they said that um, the the number on the price sticker was basically equivalent to the droids era. And so another person chimed in and said that they worked at Toys R Us and that they would have never done that. They would have never put this particular price sticker on these carded figures. They were just from two different eras and it wouldn't have happened. And so the thought is that there are some unscrupulous people in in the hobby who have been covering up price tears, uh, price sticker tears uh, that happened with the original price stickers and using bigger stickers like, like this, like the Toys R Us ones. And so it was through our community that they were able to, to figure that out. Um, And it, as of now, it's only a suggestion, um, but Hake's, pulled it and they acted right away. I give them a lot of credit. They acted very quickly. They pulled both of the pieces in question so that they can examine them in fuller detail and um, and decide what to do with them for a future auction or whatever they're going to do. But so they are no longer in the auction. Wow. That, uh, it's like the old rebel scum days with the old uh, covering up the rips with some price stickers we see that a lot there is uh, there is and was a seller he's since changed his name but he's still on ebay um who was notorious for this um you know and a lot of people uh dealt with this for a while where this person would just cover up these uh tears with price stickers price stickers from different toy stores and just you know older ones ones of that era and that were either, you know, stuck onto it or glued on, however. But um, but anyway, so just, you know, something to always be careful with. And it, again, if you're a collector, if you're someone who's new to the hobby or you're not really connected to the community, it's so worth it. These are the conversations that are really important. They help you determine things like value and, and not to be ripped off or um, to buy something that has been touched up or... Um, adjusted in some way that is, that is somewhat devious. So, yeah. So let me ask you this. I got a uh, power of the force yak face on card and I was told that it was a one of one. It's got an Amazon price sticker on it. Totally is legit. That, is that legit? Yeah. So in the eighties, um, Amazon released, uh, just one of one pieces and they, they put their price stickers on it. So Matt, by any chance, do you know when Amazon came in to play when it, when it was, yeah, uh, it was in the mid '90s. Okay, that sounds about right. Then, yeah, that's, that's okay. Perfect. So, <laughs> you think it's legit? Okay, good. Let me just make a note. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, to, so to clarify, that is not. Uh, so, so Matt, you might want to return that item oh. to Amazon. But um, I was told yes, it was but, rare. <laughs> oh, it's rare. It's rare. Okay. All right. 
So now we're going to dive into it. But just just so you know, if you're looking at the catalog or if if that was if those two pieces were on your wish list and your watch list and they're no longer showing up, that is the reason. So, again, people in our community looked at this stuff, determined that that it was questionable. And then as a result, Hakes pulled those so that they could further evaluate it. Interesting. This dang unscrupulous people. So diving in now, we are at 1854, lot 1854. This is a Star Wars Power of the Force, Anakin Skywalker, loose figure, and it's a first shot, which means it was, um, it's essentially a prototype produced without copyright markings on the leg. Um, what makes this one special is if you were to hold it up to a production figure, it's different in color, similar to what we talked about with the emperor it's different in color where the robe is normally a light gray and in this one matt what color is the robe looks to be charcoal yes so it's a charcoal robes um prototype and uh it's just gorgeous yeah you see a lot of the early marketing for the figure features that charcoal color um it definitely stands out as being markedly different from the production version. So it's not surprising that it's already at 5,000. So it's basically at its uh, opening of the range. 85 condition. Um, you got Anakin coming back. Room, rumor has it Anakin's coming back for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. So will be more interest around that character. So there's a pretty cool item to see here. It'd be cool to get both of the Anakin and that Emperor first shot in the non-production colors just to display next to one another. Absolutely. And there's something about this one where the I, lo- I love the dark color of his charcoal robes with the beige interior outfit. Um, I, I just think it's more screen accurate. It, it feels more like the line than, than the one we got with the uh, the lighter gray color, but... Really, just it displays beautifully. It looks gorgeous on page and, and on screen right now. Yeah, very cool piece. So there were actually three versions of this that sold at Hake so far since 2017. Um, I'm going to be sharing some of the comparable items and, and prices uh, for some of the carded figures that we're looking at, but I wanted to do this with the Anakin first shot. So... The first one sold in 2017, and it was a hand-painted hard copy. Uh, it was the hard copy was molded in in Dynacast, and it sold for thirty-five thousand dollars in 2017. Mm. And then the second item related to the charcoal robes was a first shot, but it was mocked up against in a bubble and a and a card back, um, and I think it was removable from the the bubble. But it came with the bubble and card back that was displayed at Toy Fair. Um, and that one sold for 31000 in 2018. And then we had a charcoal robes first shot graded in 85. And in July 2019, it sold for $4,800. So we're pretty much looking at a similar one now. This one's an 85 plus. So it's it's a little different, a little, you know, graded a little higher, but um Matt, the estimate on this one is a lovely $5,000 to $10,000. Where do you see this one turning out? Right in the middle. $7,500, $8,000, something like that. Okay. 
Do you think that there's room for this to appreciate over the next few years? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I could see a, a first shot in non-production colors of a key character um, in this condition getting up to, you know, five figures for sure. It's interesting. I, I see a lot of collectors who are obsessed with Darth Vader, but yet they don't go toward collecting Anakin or adding Anakin to their collections. I, I think there's a, a marked difference there between the two characters. Yeah, for sure. Like, I makes makes total sense. Uh, there are reasons I'm sure that they like Darth Vader, and it has to do with the, you know, just the he's the villain and all black and. Um, I'm sure I could see why they wouldn't want much to do with Anakin, his, his, uh, good, good version. Yeah. I would, uh, I would, if I had a Vader focus, I wouldn't have like some off offshoot focus of Anakin. Sure. And it makes sense. And it really wasn't much to collect around him. Um, I think these charcoal robe variants are probably the most exciting pieces that you'll see for an Anakin besides the original photo art for it. Um, which was a painting that was done, but other than that, do you know if the sculpt exists for Anakin? I don't. That'd be cool to see turn up. I haven't seen one. Um, yeah, whoever got that painted hard copy a couple years back, man, they did pretty well. That's a <laughs> tremendous piece. Does that come with the like the swatch, the color swatches as well? I don't. I'm not sure. I don't think it did. Seems like I've seen one cell. Maybe that was a proto mold, but I've seen one of these cell with the the paint swatches that they used in the figure. So th- there's a number of prototypes of these around di- of different um, like different versions, but uh, I have not seen the sculpt turn up. Would like to see that. The one that sold in 2017 did not come with paint swatches, but I know what you mean. I feel like we have seen one that that did come with it. So there are a number of Power of the Force hard copies that did turn up with their paint swatches, including a Luke Stormtrooper, which is nice. Yeah, I think I've seen maybe a half dozen or so, maybe a little bit less uh, with the the swatches. Um, Always cool when those show up. Those are just really cool to see. They are beautiful. All right, what do we got next? We got a couple Lukes here. We've entered the Luke portion of the uh, Power of the Force discussion. Looks this like is my one, favorite portion. There's like one of um, all four versions of Luke that were released for Power of the Force. Yeah, so in 1985, uh, Kenner released a Luke X Wing pilot on a Power of the Force card. They introduced the Luke Stormtrooper and the Luke in Battle Poncho, and then they re-released the Luke Jedi Knight on the Power of the Force card as well, too. So we are looking at four beautiful examples, and honestly, these are some of the most popular pieces and most popular figures over the last two years. Yeah, I like the the characters we hadn't got before. So like the, I guess the debut of the of the character. So Luke stormtrooper and then Luke Poncho would be the, the new ones. Um, significant interest here in this, in these characters, Luke stormtroopers already at 1650. 
gosh. That's in 85. It, it's got the, you know, the nearly omnipresent yellow bubble. Before um, we go into the Luke Stormtrooper, though, yeah. let, if we could just hit the uh, Luke X-Wing first. Um, so in 2017, Matt, a Luke X-Wing sold at an AFA 85. Uh, it was part of the Russell Branton collection, I believe. What do you think it sold for? Seven hundred dollars. Four hundred. In in January, an AFA eighty sold on eBay. So, very recently, what do you think it sold for? Seven hundred dollars. Two thousand dollars. Wait, what? Yes, an eighty. Yes, that's why I wanted to bring this one up first because it is it's number eighteen fifty six, and I was really surprised. This figure has had very little love over the years. Um, as far as value, and and now I think we're starting to see this one enter into the Darth Vader biker scout that that sort of range of uh, figures that were previously released that are now commanding a high dollar value. My God, like for for years and years and years, no one wanted this figure, right? Uh, my mind is still stuck back then, just because I mean they're so common. So as your mind pieces itself together, where do you think this one's going to wind up? This has an estimate of seven hundred to a thousand dollars. And this is a seventy-five. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so it's punched with seventy-five. God. I mean, based on the information you just gave me, two thousand dollars. Now that could be an outlier, but that's the only one that we've seen, I believe, on eBay that sold. So. Well, this one's already got five bids. It's at seven fifteen, so it's in the range already. Maybe not that much, because it's a seventy-five. You got there's a lot of folks out there that won't get anything below an eighty. But I mean, who knows these days? It's ridiculous. Would you say a thousand to thirteen hundred is fair? Is that a fair range? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, yeah. Fifteen hundred bucks, okay. Twelve hundred bucks, somewhere in there. Sure. So, so definitely over a thousand. Sounds like that's where the market is. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting to see where that one turns up. Um, Matt, eighteen fifty-seven. Would you care to explain what this is and why it is so popular? Arguably, the most popular figure over the last two years for the Star Wars line. Yeah. So. First of all, you got the, well, it's Luke Stormtrooper disguise. So we never got this figure before the the Power of the Force came out in '85. I think people were clamoring for this one before it came out. So when it finally did come out, you know, people were all about it. Um, it's got a very unique gun. I think there's only you know three or four characters that come with that all black Imperial blaster. Um, so that's that's a you could probably speak to it better than I can, but a multiple, multiple hundred dollar piece just on its own. If you're interested, I did a series about the accessories from the droids and Ewoks lines and the power of the force lines. And this was one of the, and I, I ranked them in order of their value. And this was one of the most expensive and one of the highest ranking uh, blasters or one of the highest ranking items in general. Um, they typically can sell now for between Two hundred fifty and three hundred dollars. That's yeah, not surprising. 
It's it's uh, I think it's it's a Jantosh. Yeah, so there were two characters that came with this particular blaster as well. Uh, they might be different sub molds. There are collectors who are really interested in that kind of stuff. I just know this is a solid black blaster, and there were two droids figures that came with this similar blaster, and it was Thaljobin and Kazibin. So Thal-Jobin. as a result, their popularity has risen as well too, and their values have risen. So, okay. Very cool. Well, then, you know, this one's unpunched. It's got an 85 grade. It's yellow, which 99% of the Power of the Force figures are yellow. Um, it has a bubble grade of a 90 and a figure grade of an 80. Overall grade 85. Card is an 85. The looks like the gun is still stuck to the blister, which is good to see. Um I wish they had made a Han, not going to lie. Uh-huh. I agree. A Han, and I wish they'd go back and do a Han in three and three quarter inch scale. Um, I tried to make one like a custom carded <laughs> Han whenever I was little and had zero artistic ability um, and failed at it. And ever since then, I I wanted one that was legit. Um, but yeah, there's people out there that, that customize these uh, with the small head Han because the the helmet will fit that one. Um, so all these factors kind of go into driving the popularity of this piece up and consequently the price. So these have slowly appreciated in value over the last five years and then really have taken off in the last couple. So we've yeah, got a... A range here of two to five thousand, and it's already at sixteen fifty with five bids. I have some comparable sales, and this is the most that I've found uh, for any item in this grouping. Um, in March of twenty twenty, an eighty five sold for thirteen hundred dollars. In September of twenty twenty, we got our first U graded figure in the Hicks auction. So it was a U graded carded figure, it was basically pulled from a sealed case and then graded that way. And so an 85, a U85 in September of 2020 sold for $2,800. In September of 2020, again, an 80 plus sold for $2,100. December of 2020, a 75 plus sold for $1,600. Now getting into 2021 in February, uh, a second U85 was was entered into the auction and it sold for $1,800. A U75 sold for $1,200 in April. Of that year, in June of 2021, a U80 plus sold for 2,300, and then the two most recent Hakes sales was a 75 that sold for 1,600 in November of 2021, and then January 2022 at a smaller Hakes action figure sale, an 80 plus sold for 2,200 dollars. Um, from eBay, uh, someone had purchased the U75 back in April of 2021 and they flipped it on eBay in January of 2022, less than a year later for $2,500. February of 2022, an 80 plus sold for 2000. And then in January, 2022, Matt, what do you think an 85 sold for? 3000, $3,500. 
So there is definite interest in this. Again, Matt, as you said, these were rising steadily. I remember there was a point in 2017 in which the prices had started to dip. There was a lot of interest leading up to that. And then end of 2016, early 2017, it seemed like people started to focus on other things and the prices on some of the Power of the Force stuff dipped and you were able to get a carded AFA-85 Luke Stormtrooper for around $650. And from that point, it's never looked back. But yep. once it, once we hit the the pandemic buying and the hype around that, it just, it jumped into the thousands. And now, you know, you're really looking at spending at least $1,000 on a carded example, no matter the condition or whether it's graded. Yeah, for sure. And that, this one... I mean, I'd be shocked if it doesn't get up to three thousand. Now, it doesn't. It's not a straight eighty-five or better. Um, so that you know could hurt a little bit, but yeah, I think comparing this piece to where it was in twenty seventeen, it just it's mind mind-boggling. Like almost a ten times increase. Yeah, it's it's a stellar piece too. This has no price stickers on it. It's unpunched. Um, I would be shocked if it wasn't one of the higher sellers, especially in this grouping of Power of the Force droids and Ewoks items, and if there wasn't a lot of momentum from now until the end of the auction. Yeah, agreed. This is. Uh, I think this will be the highest performing item outside of that uh, Anakin first shot. Okay, and you said... You said three thousand. Is that was that your estimate? Yeah, three thousand to thirty five hundred. I think it's what I'll go with. Okay, I'm going to say that this one surprises, and I think it's going to wind up over four thousand dollars. And I say that only because we had an Imperial Gunner in the last Hakes auction in November sell for thirty eight hundred dollars. I think or thirty five hundred. Nothing's surprising these days. <laughs> okay, Matt, what's our next one? Continuing on with the Lukes, uh, the aforementioned Luke Jedi, uh, graded at AFA 85 with the yellow designation. Um, now, this particular, I think if this were to get regraded, it would probably get regraded as an 85 plus. It's got a card 90, bubbled 85, figure 90. And the, 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 Weapons seem to be, um, you know, not moving around at all. Um, I, I think this is just a spectacular piece. It's probably why the, the, the price is so high right now on it. Um, I had been watching one of these on eBay for the longest time and just never pulled the trigger and then kicked myself for not getting it. But, uh, it was, a one in similar condition that was, I think, $2,000. And I think this one is, this is a figure that's going to, you know, start going crazy. This has already got seven bids. It's already at 1200 The range is one to $2,000. Um, I think this will go past 2000 And these are really hard. They're, they're deceptively hard to find in an 85. And this one is unpunched, no price stickers, really gorgeous, I love the art for it. I think it's just one of those perfect pieces that Kenner created. I do have some comps here, Matt. So 
in February of 2021, one sold through Hakes at an 85 for $1,300. In November 2021, uh, an 80 plus sold for $1,000. And then in January of 2022, a 75 sold for $885. So I really think 1000 is the the bare floor for one in nice condition. I think when you get into an 85, I don't, Matt, what, what would you say? I think 2000 Over two thousand, yeah. I, I mean, it's almost a ninety. Um, whoever gets this, you know, if grading's their thing, which I'm sure that's why you're getting this because it's a good grade. You're probably going to want to get it regraded. It would probably regraded eighty five plus. And there are much fewer eighty five pluses right now. So, it, it, you know, there are a few nineties out there. They are tough to come by, um, but. Man, this is just a great piece. The estimate on this one is a thousand to two thousand dollars. Matt, I think you and I can can say um, with confidence that this will get to that upper end of of the estimate and could possibly go over two thousand dollars. Yeah, for sure. I at this point, I'd kind of be surprised if it doesn't with that grade. I agree. And as we discussed in the previous episodes, there hasn't been a Return of the Jedi, Luke Jedi figure in this auction. And the the main Luke Jedi one, the, the nicest Luke Jedi piece here, is this Power of the Force um, 90, 85, 90, overall 85, unpunched, no price sticker, Luke Jedi. So I, I think there will be momentum around this one. Yeah, it's Gorge. Rounding out the Lukes, we have... Luke Battle Poncho, created at 85 with the yellow bubble. Straight 85, unpunched. This one, probably because the the figure was sculpted with the helmet on its head, <clears throat> has always, I don't know, not been nearly as popular as the Luke Stormtrooper, even though it's uh, the debut of this particular variant of Luke. Um. This one's got a range of only seven hundred to a thousand, and it's currently at four forty. So it's basically a quarter of where the Luke Stormtrooper is going for. <clears throat> um, this one's caught popularity of late, just like you know the rest of the Power of the Force, but it's nowhere near the the level of popularity of the Stormtrooper. I think it would have been a more successful figure if it had been released with the lightsaber. And I, I think probably for cost purposes, they didn't include it because this figure already comes with three accessories. It comes with the battle poncho, which is removable. It comes with a rubber belt that goes around. And that this particular belt has three notches on the back as opposed to the Leia Endor one, which has two notches. That's how you can tell them apart. And then it also comes with a blaster. So, and the blaster is the same as the Luke Jedi one. It's just it's in black instead of a gray or an olive or a brown color. Um, but I think if this one came with a lightsaber, which would be accurate for the scene and the sequence where Luke had his lightsaber on as he was riding on the uh, the speeder bike, I think this would generate more interest mm-hmm. overall. I wish his helmet was a separate piece. You got Leia Ponto, you know that's a different helmet and. It just looks so, especially when you take the battle poncho off, it's just, he looks so weird with that head with the helmet affixed to it. 
Yeah, he almost doesn't look like Luke. Yeah. So. Uh, but still a gorgeous piece. Great grade. Unpunched. Key character. Luke Jedi. You know, this is like diet Luke Jedi. It's just like a little bit worse, but like, <laughs> it's still kind of mostly there. Uh, that's a 700 to a thousand. It should blow past the thousand. I would think it condition. really should. Yeah. It's, it's a similar quality to the Luke Jedi Knight and the Luke Stormtrooper that we just looked at. No price sticker unpunched straight 85s, truly a gorgeous piece, a gorgeous example all of these that we're discussing too, they have yellow bubbles. Um, once you get into the Power of the Forest line, it's almost impossible to find ones with clear bubbles. So collectors are, are much more forgiving with that. So Matt, you said you think it's going to be over 1000 I think so, yeah. Okay. Do you think it gets close to that $2,000 range? Boy, I don't know. I think that's quite a leap, but I think it'll be a little bit behind the Luke Jedi, so maybe 1500 Okay. Yeah, I would say it will probably wind up in the twelve to $1,500 range. Yeah. Okay. I think this will be a character that we look back in like five years. I'm like, okay, why isn't this one more popular? So are you saying that you think it it will not retain its popularity or it will not grow no, think, like the others? I think it will. I think you're getting you're getting key character, you know, great condition. Only time this was released was on this card back. Um I don't know, I think this one has a good chance to be a lot more popular in the future just because uh just got a lot going for it. It seems like it should be priced higher. Okay, so what you're basically saying too is if somebody's interested in picking up one of the nice ex- examples that they possibly could now, that it would be a good investment for, say, over the next like three to five years. I'm not an accredited financial planner, so <laughs> I don't want to give any kind of financial advice. But just looking at where this is in the market, um, it just seems like it uh, should be commanding a higher price. I agree. It's just it's one that has just never seen the love that some of these other pieces have. It's a great, as you said, it's a it's a main character. It's a great one. Um, it looks great with the poncho as well too. Kenner did a nice job on it. Mm-hmm. Displays beautifully. So okay, yeah. So thirteen. So twelve hundred to fifteen hundred is what I'm saying. You're saying fifteen hundred. I think I think those are good yeah. estimates for this one. Now, Matt, eighteen sixty and eighteen sixty one. We have the same figure. Um, it's di- they have the same grade. One is differentiated by a coin sticker offer, which is um, something that it was a promotion that came later on in the line. I'm going to let you speak on these because uh, this is a character near and dear to your heart. So 1860, 1861, what are we looking at? We've got the incredibly important and underrated Ben Kenobi. Um, we've got one of them that is unpunched, AFA 80 condition, yellow bubble. And then same one, but it's got a price sticker on it. And it's also got a free coin offer sticker. So it's kind of meta. You get the free coin offer on a Power of the Force card with a coin. So um, 
it's got a circus world price tag. It's been punched. Um, the difference in popularity between the two, uh, night and day, I think that the, the collectors are going to want the unpunched, no price sticker, no offer sticker. Um, I think we're seeing that reflected in the bidding so far. Uh, clean the the unstickered one is four ninety five with a value of seven to seven hundred to a thousand dollar value code, and then the one with the stickers is three thirty with seven hundred to a thousand. Um, this was uh, using the alternate card art for Ben. You know they changed that uh, during Return of the Jedi to this. Uh, the first one looked like he was kind of falling back on roller skates or something and like igniting his saber as he was falling down this one. Um, you know, he's got that menacing pose as he's facing Darth Vader with his, uh, lightsaber drawn correct color this time with his, uh, blue lightsaber. And for some reason it was yellow. We should get in, we should get into a, uh, discussion on why Luke's original lightsaber was yellow, but, I digress. Um, that'd be a good conversation for another show. I think so. Absolutely. But anyway, um, Ben is such an under loved character based on kind of where he is in the, in the market for uh, price wise. So uh, we're not going to be seeing this one get into the Luke Jedi territory. I doubt it'll even break a thousand dollars. But Again, this is something I monitor these closely. You could get these every day, all day. If AFA eighty condition, you can get one for one hundred and fifty bucks, and that was not that long ago. So the fact that it's already at five hundred bucks is just—it's crazy to me. Matt, I have a condition question though. So with the first one, with the one that is unpunched. Uh, that is slightly higher graded and does not have the coin sticker on it. If you look closely at the figure, and this is where if you're if you're spending this kind of money and combing through these auctions with us, it's really important to look at these photos. The figure's left leg has mm-hmm. what we call frosting on it or crystallization. How much does that affect the price of this figure and, and just the overall condition of the figure? My, it's not going to affect it that much because you can get rid of frosting. Um, you know, that that might be a, a way for someone to get this on the cheap if they're bidding against somebody that doesn't know that. But if, if you just leave this out in the sun for, you know, five to ten minutes, that should go right. It should go away, that frosting. And we've seen that happen with a number of figures, and uh, yeah, it. I've I've done it where I've put them under a, a heat lamp, and or just you know out in the sun for a little while. You don't want to put it, especially the ones that are graded that already come in an acrylic case. You don't want to put them out in the sun for too long; they will melt. But um, but to clean up one like this shouldn't be too bad. So, okay, they're nice pieces. They're both estimated to bring in somewhere between seven hundred and a thousand dollars. Matt, if you were looking at both of them here, what would you say each one would wind up at? I'd say eight hundred for the unpunched, and then six hundred for the punched. Okay, yeah, and, and finding a coin offer sticker, 
to some people, it obscures the overall image and, and a lot of people don't like the way it looks. And then there are collectors who just salivate over these, you know, where they they hunt these down because they are rare. They're harder to find. So. Right. Um, moving on, we've got, okay, th- this is an interesting one. So it's R2-D2 pop-up lightsaber. So again, the debut for this character is here in the Power of the Force line. Um, this one's interesting because for a while, loose examples were selling at or higher than carded examples. This was, you know, three or four years ago, but that phenomenon was out there. It's one of a few times I can remember that being the case, but collectors are really after that, that lightsaber that comes with this figure, you know, to complete their loose collections. And it's, you know, markedly different from the Luke Jedi green lightsaber. Um, this one's got unpunched, hole punch and then it's got a which is very common with this figure for whatever reason uh the toys r us sticker um overall condition is 85 and it's got a 80 bubble and then the card and figure both 85 and the bidding on this one has been um pretty strong up to this point it's already at 1858 with eight bids so it's almost at the high end of the range which is 1000 to 2000 and matt i would say that this one is probably second as far as momentum when it comes to sales over the past two years since people have been you know getting back into the hobby and buying again where the luke stormtrooper has been the hottest and this one is is definitely close though Mm -hmm. um I have a sad story, a sad, unfortunate story. A number of years ago, I was offered in a private sale something like 42 carded R2-D2s with the pop-up saber uh, for around $12,000. We had kind of negotiated down to about $10,000 for the two and I mean, for the, for the, for the set of, of 42. And I thought at the time that that was just too expensive. Uh, and mm. and he he thought he could get more money, so he put it on eBay, and I believe it sold for eight thousand um, dollars on eBay for something oh like forty God. figures. Yes, so that's like what less than two hundred and fifty dollars a figure. It's it's something that I regret now <laughs> completely. Mm. Mm. But at the time, you know, the prices weren't they weren't crazy, and you know, I think you could get uh, a loose R two D two for somewhere around three hundred dollars. You know, and and um, and then as you said, the carded figures weren't going for much more, and sometimes the loose figures were selling for more because people needed them for their runs. Yep, that's crazy. Well, this one's already almost over the high end of the range. Um, it's got a price sticker, so I I would it's and the the subgrades are not where the uh, Luke Stormtrooper was, so. Uh, even though this one's higher right now, I think the Luke Stormtrooper is going to wind up being higher than this R2. I agree. I, I do have two comps for this one. So a CAS 85 plus sold for $2,300 in November of 2021 at Hakes. And then an AFA 80 sold for $1,850 on eBay in February of 2022. Yeah, I think this one will get to 
2500 bucks, maybe a little less. I could see it going for 27. Yeah. So kind of real close to the Luke, but I don't think it'll quite get there. Right. The Luke is clearly the winner, the Luke Stormtrooper. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Similar to the Obi-Wan's, we've got almost an identical situation with this one. It's the Leia Poncho. So the second time this one appeared um, in the line behind Return of the Jedi. This one, we've got an unpunched example and then one with the coin offer as well as a child where, uh, what child world, uh, price sticker as well. So there are circus world. Um, the one with the stickers on it is graded at AFA 75. And then the other one, the unpunched example is graded AFA 85. And that one's already, well, the opening bid is $300. Hasn't gotten a bid yet, which is surprising. Um, and then the one with the stickers is 165 It's shocking that this hasn't received a bid yet. And I think the Leia Andor figure is one of those figures that was always thought about. I would even say similar to something like the Luke Andor figure where... They just didn't have the excitement and love behind them that something like a Luke Jedi or a Leia Bausch had. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at this right now, and I would gladly pay $300 plus the buyer's premium for a piece like this for my collection. Matt, the, the value code on this is $700 to $1,000. Seeing that there's very little interest right now, do you think it's going to hit in that in that range at all? Yeah. Yeah, it'll get some bids. It's an 85 key character. Power of the Force is going nuts. So, yeah, it'll get some bids. Would this be something you'd bid on? No, I don't collect Power of the Force. Okay. I've got a loose set, but um, I had a carded set, wound up selling it for to fund something else for my collection. But uh, I just I get turned off with all the yellow bubbles. Um, Understandable. I've got a, I've got a Ben for my run. Um, and then I thought about getting a Luke Jedi just because I like that figure and the way that card looks. Um, I'll probably wind up getting a Luke Stormtrooper one of these days because I just like that figure a lot. But um, no, this, is, this isn't this is a run that I collect. Okay. Well, speaking of yellow bubbles and... and- Figures that really uh, tend to look worse from it. We have one of the coolest Kenner characters uh, that were created in in a figure line. Um, So this one is, it's lot number 1865. It is the Han Solo in Carbonite Chamber. It's 92 back, graded an 85. The subgrades on here are great. Uh, The card and the bubble are both 85s and the figure is a 90. Um, this is another figure that up until very recently was getting no love. Uh, the, the values were pretty low on these. And I honestly believe it's, it's the fact that you truly can't see the figure. Kenner did it in such an innovative and amazing way where they had the figure behind the carbonite block where you can see the figure through the carbonite block. Uh, it's somewhat opaque, but you can, you can, it's somewhat translucent. You can make it out, but when these bubbles yellow, they turn. They tend to get a little ugly as well, too. And um, but now, 
Matt, these have really skyrocketed. Uh, the interest in this, that it's a Han figure, that it's the Carbonite block, something we never received really in the Kenner line before this. I think the interest and the value has slowly caught up to, to where it should be. Um, yeah. Um, you got a 90 subgrade on the figure too, unpunched. Um, this is a really nice item. And that is reflected in the bidding so far. It's up to almost a thousand with five bids. Um, got a one thousand to two thousand dollar range. Yeah, you're right. Like this, I remember this was a four to five hundred dollar piece, and I think I sold mine in twenty eighteen, and now it's probably going to get three times that in this auction. I remember when I bought mine, I had gotten caught up in bidding. I was. I was on. I was walking into a restaurant with my friends, and I had gotten caught up in the in the bidding, and I overspent, way overspent, and I paid. It was already graded in eighty five, and I I paid three hundred and eleven dollars for mine. Mm. <laughs> I'm okay with that now, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do you do you see this one from the items that we've looked at so far? Which one would you compare it to the Han Carbonite? As far as value and where you think they'll wind up? I think it'll probably be maybe just under the Luke Jedi. That makes sense. That's a good spot. So you think somewhere around the $1,400, $1,300 range? Yeah. Okay. Oh, next one we've got another Han. It's the Han Trench Good. Now, this one's somewhat tough to find. Um this particular example is AFA 85, but it's unpunched. Um, looks like the card grade brought it down. It's a 75, but the figure grade is a 90. And, you know, it's got that winning Harrison Ford photo op there on the card art. Um, this one's got the lapel that's free of the camo, so it's, um, I don't know what they'd prefer that variant as, but it uh, looks like the gun is still taped nicely onto the bubble. The bubble looks really clean, other than the yellow. And it's just got a little ding on the side of the card, which brought it down to the 75. But overall, nice piece. Uh, this was, you know, what we talked about, it's like one of the harder ones to get. This was always, uh, uh, just always kind of eluded me. I never could find one for a decent price. Um I don't, do you know why this one was so hard to find? I think it's similar to, and we'll see this coming up, uh, the Biker Scout, the Darth Vader, and the Stormtrooper, where they probably were thrown in to sell the coins and, and some of the figures and keep the line going, but it was probably closer to the end of the line, so they were lesser produced. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, this Just is a to- 488... And it's got a seven hundred to a thousand dollar range. It seems like that's low for this figure, just based on how much harder it is to find than, you know, Luke, the Luke X Wing. We talked about how that one's gone nuts over the years, and this that one's also seventy five in this auction. It's at seven fifteen. So I can see this one getting up there with that Luke X Wing. Maybe, maybe not, maybe quite that high, but close. These have always sold for more than the Luke X-Wing. Um, yeah, so I'm surprised the Luke is 
so much higher. And this one, this is the Luke's already at like 700 and something. And you just were reading the comps about how they've taken off like crazy. This one's always been much harder to find and much more expensive than that Luke X-Wing. But it's mm. kind of surprising to see it's it's so low for not even the same grade. It's also been much more expensive than the Han Solo Carbonite. Uh, I found one comp for the Han, Han Carbonite, which I forgot to mention earlier. It sold on eBay in December of 2021, graded at an 85. Matt, what do you think the price was for the Han Carbonite? 85. Um, 1200 $2,200. Whoa. We've reached, I, I remember, and I think it was, I'm going to say like in the middle of 2020 when one had sold, or it might have even been the middle of last year, one had sold for $1,500, and I thought that was a total surprise. So, yeah, that that's where we are with Han Carbonites. The Han Trench is much harder to find and much harder to find in good condition. I think it's seventy five plus. I think it's a good it's a good grade. Um, I don't know if it would bring in the price that something like an eighty or an eighty five would, or the the interest even. You know, if people will gloss over yeah. it because it is a seventy five. But um, so knowing all of that, Matt, where do you think this one winds up? Um. Fifteen hundred, maybe a little less. I can see that. With you know, and sometimes we don't we don't see a lot of the bidding happen until the day of you know, and even then the you know the hour before. So this one could be one of those sneaky late bid ones where it comes in at the very end. So yeah, I, I could see it hitting fifteen hundred. Um, Lando General, talk about this one a little earlier with the coin. Um, this one is an 85 with the yellow bubble. It's currently at 538. Um, 500 to 1,000 the estimate. It's a straight 85 except for the card got an 80. Um, again, I think this is an underappreciated character. And this one's kind of unique with the cape. It's that sheer sheen like sheen to it um i just like the way this figure displays uh, it looks really nice uh, i think the luke poncho and leia poncho their soft goods are kind of bulky i guess and then this one i think looks a lot nicer kenner did an outstanding job on this figure the card art's great uh this one in particular you know being um even though it's a yellow bubble the the card's beautiful no price sticker unpunched um, overall 85. Yeah. And, and you're right. This, this one has been underrated for so long. We've started to see prices come up over the last two years, along with everything power of the force. Um, but we're finally seeing this in the range where it should be, if not maybe a little low, but, um, but this one and the Luke Poncho definitely have room to, to grow, you know, as far as value. The only bad part about this figure is, I don't know if you have issues, but I never can get him to hold his gun. So it always has to, whenever he does hold it, I've got to put it in like at a 90 degree angle from where it should be. Yes. And he always it looks like he's shooting his neighbor uh, next in my display. <laughs> it's a wonderful sculpt. It's just, you're right. It's too bad they couldn't get him to hold the blaster better. But yes, wonderful sculpt. As you said, with the soft goods, beautiful. Um, Maybe uh, probably the nicest Lando figure. I, I do 
tend to just lean toward that Lando skiff, but I, I do love this one. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see that it's starting to rise in popularity and people are starting to take note of, of how nice of a figure it is. Yeah. Um, it's always curious. He comes with a, with the palace blaster, uh, as he sits here planning out the, uh, assault on the Death Star. And it's weird that they, like for the return of the Jedi, they just gave him the weirdest guns and weapons. A big complaint I always had with with uh, with movies from the third film, but yeah. So Matt, this figure's accessories are pretty expensive, like we've seen with the Luke Poncho, and they both have the same blaster, as you said. It's a Black Palace blaster. What do you think the cape has been selling for by itself? The cape by itself, seventy five dollars. About a hundred to one hundred twenty-five, and that might actually be more now. Wow, that's yeah, not surprising. Um, I never took that. I didn't realize the cape didn't come off uh, when I was a little. We, um, we by this time we took care of the figures that we got, and we didn't get too many Power of the Force just because we were onto other things. But my brother, I think this was his favorite character growing up, and he treated this thing with such reverence. That uh, I, he never took the cape off, so I never even realized it came off completely intact um, until not that long ago. I think it was your podcast. Yeah, I didn't um, realize that the capes could come off. Um, you know, it just seemed like they were fastened at the factory and then that was it. Yeah, like they uh, put the cape on and put the head on over top of it. and. Um, Right. But, if that cape comes off, you have to go out and buy another figure at that point. You know, that's what I think we expected. Yep. Okay, Matt, now we have at 1869, uh, one of the cooler Power of the Force items in this collection and just one of the cooler Power of the Force items uh, out there. It's also, for me, one of the most terrifying ones that you could purchase as a collector. Uh, so this is the Power of the Force Yoda 92 back, and this one is graded at an 85. Uh, it has the brown snake, and the subgrades are 85 for the card and the, and the figure, and then the bubble is an 80. Um, in the listing for this one, in the description, Hake says there are none higher in the AFA population report. So this is one of the highest graded Yodas available this one was so hard to find, um, but it is also absolutely terrifying to own because Yoda's ears are very pointy. These bubbles were very, very brittle, especially the yellower and yellower that they got. And he loved to just poke his ears out through that bubble. So, yeah, Matt, what did you take? One, yeah, the good news with this one is it's got it looks like a bubble protector, so it should prevent that uh, that issue from happening once it's shipped. Which is great to see. Like uh, this one, the Nikto and the Gamorian Guard, all three are really tough to find in good condition. And all of them are notorious for the figure bursting through the top of the bubble during shipping. Um, so it is good to see that it's got those rails and the the bubble protector in there. So we can help minimize those risks. I've spoken to a collector who's 
well-versed in these Power of the Force figures. And I believe he's mentioned that it's very hard to find one of these Yodas in this condition that hasn't been punched. So, um, you know, finding an unpunched one is extremely difficult. I don't even know if, if many exist in an 85, so... Yeah, no doubt. Uh, this one's already at thirty three fifty five. Four bids. It's got a five to ten thousand range. Um, the fact it's got those the bubble protectors got to help the the hammer price. I would think just because there's that minimized risk for shipping. Um, I haven't really been paying a lot of attention to this figure, so I have no idea what the comps are. I just know that it's in that group of, you know, a half dozen Power of the Force figures that are notoriously tough to find. I have to be honest, most of the ones that I've seen over the past few years have been in that 60, maybe 70 range, but a lot of times 60s because once that bubble cracks, uh, the the grade becomes essentially a 60. And we've just seen so many of them the bubbles turn into that kind of horrible orange brown that we saw in the last episode with the Wicked W. Warwick figure. And, uh, you know, so finding one, this bubble seems to be pretty clear for a yellow. Um, we rarely see these come up for sale. And when we do, the condition is nowhere near close to this. So, Matt, I think your guess is as good as mine. We're looking at a five to $10,000 estimate. I, I don't know. Does it go over ten? We're talking. I don't think so. I, no? Again, I my point of reference of this is nil. Um, but I just haven't seen one go for that much. So I'd be surprised if it got to over ten. Well, and again, as Hakes listed in their description, there are none higher in the AFA population report. So you're really looking at the best of the best. I mean, if we're considering a Luke Bespin, you know, graded at a 90 as, as the high uh, or as, as one of the top pieces where there's maybe a handful, I think that Yoda's in kind of the same category. So I could see this one hitting 10,000. A-wing pilot. This one's got the little tiny gun that's easily lost, uh, unpunched, un no stickers. Um, got an 80 card grade, but 85 bubble and figure. Again, it's got, <laughs> they don't even put the picture of the character on the card art. <laughs> yes. They got to sell those uh, A-wings, which they wound up not even making until the droids line. I think he transforms uh, into an A-wing. I think that's what they're trying to show. <laughs> so this this had to have been a peg warmer. I mean, I I would uh, if I was a parent, I would not have bought my kid this because <laughs> if you're following the vehicle, along was, the vehicle was not even out, um, and then you know they re-released him on the droids card when they finally did you know, spend the money to put the, this vehicle out and it, it was basically put to clearance immediately. Um, so I could see where, you know, that this might be a harder figure to find in decent shape and unpunched like this one. Um, so, uh, I'm sure you're going to read some market data, which is going to blow my mind. Um, this one's at six Oh five currently on a thousand to 2000 estimate. 
If you're following along with us now, we are at 1871. This is the Power of the Force A-Wing Pilot 92 back AFA 95Y. Um, yes, Matt, I don't have many sales for this, but I can tell you I was shocked watching this because this was always a figure. Um, in fact, this is the figure where I met our mutual friend Kyle Rose. I had purchased one from him. Uh, back in 2017, carded, and I had paid $175 for it. Um, and you know, it, it's a it's a special piece because it's it's where he and I first became friends. And um, but you know, for the longest time, they were sort of in that $150 to $200 range, ungraded, and even graded, they weren't going for a lot. Then it started to happen about two years ago. And again, all of these pieces, were, we can really say, you know, we started to see a shift two years ago uh, when people were collecting during the pandemic. And so one just sold, um, I'm sorry, one had sold, it was either last year or the year before, which caught a lot of people by surprise for $1,500 for an 85 uh, there are a few on eBay right now that are at $1,000 for an 85. They haven't sold, so they might be good pickups. <laughs> um, but you know, And there aren't many of them. Um, we haven't seen a sale on one lately, so I don't really have any sort of comps otherwise. But I would say that at $1,000 for an 85, I think they're undervalued. Could this one go for $1,500? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that's where it's headed. Again, no stickers, unpunched. So if you do want this crappy figure, it's a good time to get it. <laughs> it's not a bad figure. It's pretty nice. It's, it's similar to the B-Wing pilot. Another awful thing. <laughs> Matt, we have our first clear bubble figure for the Power of the Force line here now. Uh, it is your favorite sophisticated Ewok, Wicked W. Warwick. There he is. And his, uh, let's see. Wow. It's so weird to see a Power of the Force clear, and it's so weird to see a Wicked clear of any release. So I'm curious to know why this one is so pristine. Um, and 99% of the other ones are orange messes. And to, to boot, this one's got a figure grade of 90. And there's no stickers and it's unpunched. So uh, We've seen a, a few of these clear bubble ones pop up when it comes to Wicked for some reason. So it, it could have been a factory thing or the, the specific bubble, smaller bubble that they used, whatever it was. But... um. The only comparable price that I could find was uh, February 2022, one on eBay graded at an 85 with a yellow bubble, sold for how much, Matt? Um, let's see. I'm thinking it's not much, but then that's usually when they go crazy. Uh, 700. 950. So this, this clear bubble 85, uh, Let's see what the estimate is. Four hundred to seven hundred dollars. It's at four ninety five already. I think it's going to cross a thousand. Yeah, I do too. I don't know if there will be anything crazy around it, but again, clear bubble for the power of the force. Uh, it's a, it's a great example of it. So, does it cross the four thousand dollar mark, Matt? Four thousand. Yeah. Uh, 
That's too no. low. Six thousand. Does it cross the six thousand? Uh, yes. Okay. Perfect. Good. It'll go somewhere between six thousand and a thousand. Okay. Or Java Sand Crawler sealed and Rocket Fat somewhere in that range. Yeah. Usually, okay. they, that's that's part of the kind of the the triumvirate of Holy Grails in the hobby. Okay. If you were going to put a specific dollar amount on this one, where do you think it winds up? Nine hundred. Well, okay. I'm going to say twelve hundred. Uh, so now, now we get into the next three figures. We can go over pretty quickly. Uh, it's a Warrock, a Ramba, and a Poplu. These were all figures that were on the Power of the Force card backs. Uh, these are all graded at eighty fives. They have the yellow bubble. For a long time, the Ramba and the Warrock have been the most popular of the Ewoks on this card back on this line, um, as far as, you know, figures that were either introduced at the very end of return of the Jedi or introduced in the power of the force. Um, Warrock tends to sell for the most Rama's the second, and then Poplu and Lumat are sort of at the bottom. What's crazy mm-hmm. is though, in the last two years, the values have popped up for loose figures alone. They've popped up. So these carded ones, you know, especially in this condition, I think we're going to see some movement, Matt, is there any one of these three that stand out to you? Poplu, Warrock, Ramba? Definitely uh, Tebow's father. I have to be honest, I forget who. Which one is Uh, Tebow's father? That's a little Ewok I like to refer to as Warrock. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he's got uh, got such this like taunting image on his card back. He's just like, come on, bro. Come at me. He's like tempting the empire just to like bring the fight over here, maybe an attempt to divert tension away from his, his son Tebow, who we found out is force sensitive, by the way. Well, yes. According (laughs) that might be legends, but according to uh, Wikipedia, uh, he is force sensitive. Um, The name, the word war is in the character's name. So he is going to be maybe slightly more aggressive. Yeah. It's like war is okay. (laughs) Uh, yeah, so this one's nice right now. Three fifty-seven is the current price. The value code is four hundred to seven hundred dollars. As the most popular one, uh, I can tell you that on on eBay, uh, one that was graded at eighty Y sold in December. Matt, what do you think it sold for? Eighty Y in December. So I'm thinking it's like not much, but that means it's going to be crazy. Um, 750. Very close. 650 for an 80Y. This is an 85. Yeah, and it's got a 90 subgrade on the figure, too. So I can see this one getting up there. It'll blow past its auction estimate of four to 700. I think so. Okay, Matt. Now we're getting into a few that are pretty rare, ones that are uh, more desirable and loved. And, um, this one is just, you know, it has a 75 grade, but it's gorgeous. This is a Power of the Force Darth Vader 92 back, graded at a 75 with a yellow bubble, number 1876. The the card is a 75, the bubble is a 75, and the figure is an 80. Yeah, this one's interesting. They went back to the original card back, like the card art, whereas on the Ben and Chewie, they went with the alternate card art. Um, 
I always liked the original Vader better. I thought the pointing was kind of hammy. Um, but here we've got unpunched. We've got um, card grade and bubble grade are both 75, and then the figure grade is 80. So um, it is stickerless. It is offerless. It is unpunched. Key character. Uh, it's only got a four to 700 range. I'd be shocked if it went for more than that, but. Um, uh, so an 80 plus sold in through Hakes in February of 2021 for $1,600. We don't see many of these turn up. Um, they have become much more desirable over the last two years. And so even though this has a 75 grade, the bubble looks to be pretty clear. Uh, if I were going to take a guess on this one, the estimate is 700 to a thousand dollars. I think it's going across the thousand, but I don't think it's going to go much further than that. Matt, the next one is lot 1878 and it's a heavy hitter. It is one that we, in the November auction, we saw an Imperial gunner graded at an 85 sell for $3,500, which I think was a shock to all of us. Um, so this one is an Imperial gunner. It's a slightly lower grade. It's an 80. Uh, looking at the subgrades here, we have the card is an 80 and the bubble and figure are 90s. So as you've said before, if this were to be regraded, it it has a chance of getting an 80 plus. Um, right now, Matt, what is the current bid on this one? $1,600. That is crazy. Now this one, it's got an overall 80. It's got two subgrades that are at 90. So yeah, to your point, should regrade it at 80 plus. Um, and if whoever gets this, I when you do submit it for regrading, I would definitely get the uh, the rails, the bubble protector uh, installed as well. But just a beautiful figure in the bubble there. T tape looks like it's firmly sealed, which is good to see. Uh, but this is another figure that's just gone nuts of late. Absolutely. And right now, you know, again, the estimate is a thousand to two thousand dollars. With six bids, it's at sixteen hundred dollars already. Uh, with a number of days left before the auction ends. So, Matt, we know that it's not going to hit thirty five hundred like its predecessor. Um, but if if, uh, if with this one having this much interest. Do you see it crossing $2,000? Yes. And I think if it does, I think it's going to start to draw more attention. I think over the last two years, this piece has certainly leveled up. We've seen it. But I think it's going to do that, and even more so now, um, if this crosses the $2,000 range. I think you're going to see the price of the loose figures rise, uh, the weapons rise, and then especially any of the carded figures and, you know, I think you'll start to see that $1,500 range just for a carded example, not graded. Yeah, I mean, I'm shocked where this one's... I mean, it's got that tough-to-find weapon. Um, again, this is a figure you can only find on Power of the Force. And then the figure's in great shape, so... Um... Man, I'm just I'm surprised it's already at sixteen hundred. Man, that's this market's crazy. It really is. 
the next two pieces, uh, 1879 and 1880, I'm going to put them together because I, I think they, they sort of fit in that same category uh, as far as rarity, with one might maybe slightly more rare than the other. Um, so we have the Stormtrooper Power of the Force carded figure graded at an 80, and then a Power of the Force carded figure Biker Scout graded at an 80. Uh, Matt, which one stands out to you more of the two? Uh, the and the, the stormtroopers at eight fifty five, and the biker scouts at six seventy one. Both eighties. I figured the biker scout would be the more popular piece, but it, it seems like the biker scout has always been rarer, and um, especially recently, I think the prices of the biker scout have have gone up. And these estimates from Hake seem to reflect that. So the Hake's estimate for the Stormtrooper is $700 to $1,000, and the estimate for the Biker Scout is $1,000 to $2,000. Hmm. I think we're going to see the Biker Scout have late momentum where it's going to run up in price, and we'll probably get into that $1,600 mark. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. It's a, It's a... There's a really nice one that's been on eBay for a while. I don't know if it's still on there, but it was as of a couple of weeks ago because I've had my eye on it. But it's an 85 condition. I think they wanted like $2,000 or more for it. Um, but man, this one's really nice too. It's unfortunate about that gun. Okay, Matt, and then we're looking at, at lots 1881 and 1882. I put those two together because they're usually thought of together. Um, so we're looking at the Gamorian Guard graded at a 75. Really tough figure to find in any solid condition and, and still sealed. And then the Power of the Force Nikto graded at a 75 plus. And uh, this one is listed by Hakes as an Australian exclusive. Yeah, and it's good to see both of these have the bubble protector in there. And if I'm Hakes, like I probably wouldn't even put these in the auction if they didn't have that bubble protector. Um, they just go for such big money, and then their their horns on the top of their heads. A not insignificant number of times you see the 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 figures pop through the top uh, during the shipping. So, um, for those of you that don't know, the fact that the Nikto has a Warrock coin. It's not like an error or anything. That's just the, the coin they all came with. Okay. And in the listing for the Nikto, Hakes, list, Hakes describes it as being one of the most difficult of all vintage Star Wars figures to obtain. And I think that's reflected by its value code. So for that figure, we're looking at a five dollars to $10,000 estimate. And then the Gamorrean Guard is a $2,000 to $5,000 estimate. Yeah, I would assume that both of those would uh, get into their ranges. It's weird that the the Amorian Guards keep in pace with the Nikto. Um, I'm sure he's more popular with his appearance in Book of Boba Fett, but I think by the time we get to the end of the auction, you're going to see that Nikto separate itself. Absolutely. So those are two great pieces that you do rarely see turn up, especially in this condition. They always seem to have condition issues, whether it's the bubble or the card. Um, it's amazing that, you know, as many that we've seen have survived. Um, yeah, so these are two of the nicer pieces in this lot. This is great. Yeah, real cool to see. 
Now we get into some of the Jabba's Denizens characters, and we have um, lot 1883 and 1884, Barada graded at an 85, and a Man of Man graded at an 85. Again, these all seem to come from the same collection. Uh, they're they're mostly unpunched, no price stickers. Finding in a Man of Man and, and now even a Barada has been you know, much more difficult. Their popularity has increased. The Barada is currently at 363, and the Man Man is at 550. Again, the only place you could get these in the line was this release. The Baradas seem to be the same level of difficulty to get as a Man Man, and um, it's just the Man Man, I guess, because he's so much bigger, um, tends to go for more money. The grades of both are 85. Um, Looking at the subgrades now, both have the same 80, 85, 85 subgrades for an overall grade of 85. So, yeah, the amount of man is going to go for more. That's just where the market is on these. We've seen the Barada jump up. Um, I have two comparable sales, and both of them occurred in March of 2022 on eBay. So a 75Y sold for $550, and an 85Y sold for $650. So could we see a Barada in this condition at Hakes selling to a, a much wider audience, a more you know a general collecting audience? Could we see it sell for $1,000? Actually, this one's got the price sticker down here on the Barada K&K, so that might take away from it a little bit. Um, I think he's a Klaatuinian, right? Is that right? Because he shows up in Mandalorian every now and then, um, whereas Amanda Man hasn't really showed up. So that could be one of the reasons why we've seen this particular character start appreciating a little bit. And the Amanda Man has always been popular, has always gone for a heftier price. It's been one of the, the higher priced uh, Power of the Force carded figures. The range is 1000 to $2,000. I, I can see this one starting to climb even further and getting into that, that $2,000 or above range. It's a cool figure. It's, you know, the first time I saw it was at my friend Kyle Slater's house, and um, I had no idea that they even made this and I, I, I didn't recognize them from the movie. So I didn't even know this was a star Wars figure. The first time I ever saw it. Um, it's just so different and unique, but the, I guess he's a bounty hunter in, in the lore. Um, I guess the skulls on his staff there are bounties that he had. So I don't know. I dig bounty hunters. I, I never that, knew that. I didn't know he was a bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his own coin there. I don't know. It's a cool backstory. It'd be, it'd be cool to see him pop up in one of these Disney Plus shows. Absolutely. And especially, you know, we've covered so much of the stories of, of around Tatooine and Jabba's Palace so far that it, it wouldn't be a stretch to see him. So, um, all right, then just rounding out the, the Power of the Force run here, we have our final carded figure. And this is the Power of the Force EV99, 92 back, and this one's graded at an AFA 90 with a yellow bubble. It is lot 1886. Matt, we don't really see a lot of 90s. This figure has been a very popular figure, loose and carded. What do you think of this one? 
Yeah, if it was unpunched, I mean, this thing would be getting up there. Even though he's fairly common, um, you just don't see him in 90. Uh, already at 888, value codes 1,000 to 2,000. This should go north of 2,000. I can see that happening. 977 is the current bid. It's not too far off from the low end of its value code already. Um, again, just loose. This this figure has skyrocketed in popularity, and I think more people are now clamoring for carded examples. So great piece, great grade. Uh, a great way to end the Power of the Force carded figure segment. Next up is the Chief Chirpa. This is an unpainted first shot. It's unproduced for the Ewoks line. Non-production color, first shot. So this one definitely stands out as being a, a unique item. And we're actually we're down to the last four items in the catalog, which is amazing. And so all of these are going to be from the Droids and Ewoks line. Um, yeah, so this, this Chief Chirpa was never produced. Um, they have become po- really popular as of late. Uh, their their popularity and the, and the interest in some of these Ewoks unproduced first shots had sort of dipped for a little while. Uh, there are a number of people who are actively hunting them on the groups now. The value code on this is five to ten thousand dollars. It's currently at thirty six hundred dollars. Matt, where do we wind up with this one? We wind up with this one at six thousand. And do you feel like that's a fair price, or is that an overpay? Well, I know that there are a number of these that showed up from a find a couple years back. Um, so I know there's other ones out there. It's not like there's, you know, hundreds of them. It's, you know, probably in the under two dozen, more than a dozen, I put it in total population. So, um, the but the fact that this one is unpainted, non-production color, it's definitely pretty special. Uh, something that's going to pop on your shelf. There's a, a large segment of UDE collectors. So that's the old nomenclature for unproduced droids and Ewoks. Um, and then the, you know, the, the Chirpa, he's obviously a, a popular character for return of the Jedi. And here's an, a chance to get a, an unproduced pre-production item of that character. So um, wouldn't shock me to get uh, for this, this, to get kind of in the middle middle of that range there. And then we have our first hard copy, and this is a Kez Iben hand-painted hard copy. Uh, it is a lot 1891. The estimate on this one is two to five thousand dollars. It is not cased or graded, uh, but it does come with a certificate of authenticity, and it is missing one part of him. So <laughs> what what are we missing in the Kez Iben? He is missing his left arm as we're looking at it, his right arm. Um, otherwise, man, this is, you very rarely see painted hard copies come up for public sale. Um, the missing arm is going to be an issue for some folks, but man, it's got a two to 5,000 range. It's only at 1,300. I know the parts for prototypes turn up years later as people, you know, continue to talk to Kenner folks. If this arm ever were to turn up, you could probably get it for a really good price and 
complete a uh, painted hard copy for um, pretty decent value. We've had collector friends turn down certain hard copy pieces, modern, a lot of modern ones, because they're missing uh, a figure or some of the paint is worn. And my response is always, show me another one, because these are so hard to come by. There are so few to begin with that are created. And then, you know, usually when you're talking maybe one or two that that survive, if, if they survive. So, yeah, and... Kez Ivan is a, a really cool figure. I, I do wish that Disney would do another droid series where they would take the characters from that 1985 cartoon, which admittedly wasn't great, and would take them in and would give them a fuller, richer story. Uh, because I think there are some really cool characters in there, and I think Kez Ivan is one of them. Yeah, well, if that ever were to happen, this piece would suddenly go from zero to hero. Um, <laughs> Matt, are you surprised that the estimate for this is two to five thousand dollars for a hand painted hard copy, whereas something like the unpainted first shot from the Ewoks line for the Chief Chirpa that we just discussed is in the five to ten thousand dollar range. Yes, um, if this was complete, you're probably looking at well, it's 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 a five figure item if it's complete. Um, you know, probably looking at at least I'd say fifteen thousand. Um, and here you could get one with just missing the arm for a fraction of that. So, um, man, I'm just, I'm curious to see where this ends up. If it goes cheap enough, I might put up a, a bid in there on it. I totally get it. It is gorgeous. The paint still looks great on it. Um, it does say in the description that the figure features more vibrant colors that differ from the production figure. And you can really see that they used, I think for the production figure, they used sort of like, um, a duller, lighter purple. And this one has a more vibrant purple and it just looks great. Great figure, regardless of whether it has the, the, uh, arm or not. So, okay. If you were going to guess where this one turns up, where, where do you think this, this one sort of drifts toward? Um, two thousand. Wow, be at the low end of the estimate. It's it's incomplete. I know. It's just uh, people want complete. Yeah, that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I'm definitely going to be watching this with. Uh, I'll be watching this with great interest. <laughs> We're outlined from Senator Palpatine. There it is. Um. Yeah, $2,000, I think it's a steal. Yeah. You know, again, finding a figural hard copy from the original Kenner line that ran from 1977 to 1985, uh, gosh, yeah. At, at 2000 really at anything under 5000 I think is a steal. Yep. Okay, and then we are at our second to last. This is the Star Wars. This is from the Droid series. It is a Kia Mole first shot. Uh, it looks to be in production colors, so very similar to the, the production figure that we saw. Um, it has no footholds. Um, I'm also guessing it has no copyright markings on the back of the leg. Yeah, usually these don't have those. Um... Uh, this is graded in 80+. plus. It's been authenticated. The value code on it is uh, lower than the, the last two. It's 1000 to $2,000. So Matt, on our second to last one here, what do you think? It's currently at 606. 
if Kia Maul makes it into the Mandalorian, I don't know. If this one, I don't. It's only a six oh six. I don't know. That's, it seems awful cheap. Um, I just don't know how much interest there is out there in this character outside of Tommy Garvey. Um, there are some Kimmel collectors out there, so I could see this jumping up toward the end. Maybe 2300 somewhere around there, but I could even yeah. see it being in the one to $2,000 range and just sitting yeah. pretty in there. That's where I think it's going to be, but um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And then also in a similar range now, we get to our final piece, right? This is not not a very popular one. Uh, this is a carded droids Boba Fett figure. So this is a production piece. It is incredibly rare, uh, one that's just tough to find alone and then tough to find in condition. All of the droids carded Boba Fetts were punched, so you will not find one that is unpunched. Uh, but this one is graded in 80 with a yellow bubble, very slightly yellow, and the subgrades are 80, 85, 85. And one thing to note on this, a lot of them came with a Taiwan version of Boba Fett, the Taiwan variant where it has that darker belt. This one uh, is noted on the label as coming with the Hong Kong version of the figure. Um, the estimate here is a hefty ten to $20,000. Great way to end our conversation and, and our look at the catalog. Matt, right now there so one sold. Um let's see, I have I have three comps for this. Um an AFA 75 just sold for sixteen thousand dollars on eBay. In November of 2021, the Hong Kong variant 75Y sold at Hakes for eleven thousand four hundred dollars. Um, in 2018, one that was graded 80 with a clear bubble sold for, what do you think? 80 clear bubble, what year? July of 2018. $10,000. $6,600, which by that's today's good. standards is a steal. That's basically where it is right now. Five bids. Man, this I think this will get to 20 k so this will be one of the big pieces of the entire auction for Star Wars. Yeah, I saw that the someone posted that they had the original card art for this figure, which is gorgeous. It was on display at Celebration Chicago at the AFA booth. Um, I guess it was maybe in the in the collection of Todd DiMartino, uh, but it was really gorgeous to see that original card art and. This image kind of harkens back to the first time we ever saw Boba Fett in the holiday special. Um, so I think the design of this character uh, in the droids cartoon was inspired by that original first appearance. Um, and this is usually these ended up in in clearance bins at KB, and it's really tough to find the cards in great shape. And then it's really tough to find these without significant yellowing. This one's just got very minor yellowing. Um, and then the card looks, even though I think it's graded at an 80 card, the card itself looks really good for an 80. So this, I, I can see this piece really getting up there. 
and twenty thousand dollars is probably a new record for this one for, at a public sale uh, if it hits anywhere around there. But um, we did just have one sell at a seventy-five for sixteen thousand dollars on eBay. So, yeah, gorgeous piece. It it appears from the description that the bubble might be clear uh, or slightly yellow and that the tray has really started to yellow. And that's where maybe the, the, the Y designation comes in is from that tray more so than the card. Although there is slight yellowing around the edges of it. Yeah. You can definitely see where it's yellowing a little bit. Um, but man, that's a gorgeous piece. I'd be curious to know from Boba Fett collectors if the fact that this is a Hong Kong variant changes the price at all or changes the interest as well. I'm not a variant guy. I don't speak that language. Um, I don't really, I don't know anything about mold markings and how they differ from a weapon. And I, that's just not something that uh, I really follow. So I don't know which one's rare. Um, so I, I don't know how that's going to impact the value at all. Well, Matt, we did it. We went through all 300 items in this catalog. We have spent something like, gosh, 10, 10 hours discussing all of this, looking at them, laughing together, learning about this stuff. Uh, I, I I commend Hakes on curating an amazing collection for this alone. Um, I feel like... This was essentially two or three large auctions put into one, and I, I can't wait to see what they have next. Um, so, Matt, what were your overall thoughts about this particular auction? A lot different than the last auction, for sure, um, both in terms of the number of high-profile pieces and the breadth. I think there's something for everybody in this auction. I mean, we've got, you know, outside of a a figure sculpt. We've got just about every piece of the pre-production process here. Um, you know, we've got a first shot and hard copy and proof and box flat. Um, we've got something from almost every single character in the line. We've got early bird certificate. We've got the kit. We've got a rocket fit. Um, Final Cape Jawa. So we've kind of got the old Hakes, you know, best sellers kind of deal, but high profile items we've come to expect from these Hakes auctions. And then just a whole lot more. Um, just going through, going through the top and working my way on down everything. Uh, we've got Lily Letty boxed items. Um, we've got the three packs. We've got a three pack. Fox flat. Um, we've got something from every movie that where there's a pre-production item or, a um, and a carded example. Um, we've got boxed examples, it's just everything for no matter what you collect in the line, there's something for you here in this auction. So it's really cool to see. Um, I can't recall there being, this many items in a Hakes auction for Star Wars. Absolutely. I think it's just, it's just ref, reflective of where the market is. I mean, the, you know, as, as 
prices continue to go up and up, you're just you're going to see bigger and bigger auctions because folks are going to want to capitalize on this. And then you know, Hakes seems to do a really good job of of running their auctions and and creating interest around it for for the people that can sign with them. Um, and then you know they on on their side, you know, they're pulling items from auctions, you know, based on feedback from the community and, um, it's just really cool to see. And, um, I'm sure because there's so many items in here, there's going to be some, some good deals to be had. Um, but then, you know, there's going to be those hero items, those half dozen items that just get well past the, you know, the $10,000 mark. And, um, very, very curious to see what some of these items go for. I think this is going to be a bellwether for kind of what, where the uh, the hobby is right now. Are there any in particular that you're curious to see where they wind up? Yeah, the 20 backs, the 31 backs, the 41 backs, and then all the clear bubble stuff from um, Return of the Jedi and Power of the Force. I think even That's, looking at the power, the the carded power of the force figures too, because we've seen them rise so much over the last two years, and you know this this will sort of be a confirmation of kind of where values are at right now among a generalized larger group of of collectors, investors, people who are interested in the hobby. Yeah, and, and kudos to whoever you know put this collection together. Um, I think I know who it is, but I don't want to speculate. Um, but careful attention was paid to to the collection with with regards to coll- uh, condition and and bubble clarity and just overall quality so very cool to see something like this come to market um i know the russell brenton collection was probably bigger in scope but that was spread across several different auctions um here we've got a, a wide breadth just under one header here so very very cool to see through the Hakes auctions, we've seen uh, some of these pieces become staples, like a carded vinyl Cape Jawa and a loose blue snaggletooth. Would you say that looking at this auction, that there are new staples that we would add to it or new pieces that maybe weren't thought of as staples before that are now going to become staples? 21 back Boba Fett's droids Boba Fett. Like those seem to be now in that same... Uh, price range as Final Cape Jawas. Um, so I would expect to see more of those pop up in these auctions, if, especially if they're getting, I mean, the 21 back Boba Fett 85 is already at 16,000. And there's still, there's, there's been 12 bids. There's still, you know, four days left on this thing. So um, I think we'll see more of those for sure. And then I, I hope we see, um, the pre-production items sell for good money just to get more of those type items into the auction. Um, I always love seeing the historical items and the, the items used in the pre-production process pop up uh, into these auctions. So rooting for, for those prices just to kind of see where the, hopefully it leads more people to, to sell them in the, in the auction setting. And um, I like seeing things that I've never seen before pop up in these auctions. 
And then, of course, we've got uh, definitely hope we see more 31 back uh, AFA 70 yellow Bestman security guards pop up. <laughs> um, also, the, the 47 back black, black Bestman security guard in yellow. I hope we see more of those. That um, was from the last auction, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. the, the Bestman security guard yellow seems to be a recurring theme. So um, hopefully we continue to see. Uh, more of those pop up here. Sure. But looking at just kind of where some of these prices are that are sticking out to me, uh, the 31 backs, uh, you know, we, we talked about how those and the 20 backs could kind of be the next chunk to really start coming up in price as people finish off their 12 back runs. Um, I mean, looking at where the prices is on our, are on some of those the, the Luke Bestman's at twenty four hundred the the Leia Bestman's at eleven hundred we've got the Bosque is at sixteen hundred uh, even though it's a thirty two back it's you know the thirty one back boss we talked about so hard to find people thirty two is kind of representative of that debut back um, and then Denger is at fifteen hundred so some of these. Pieces are already at prices we haven't seen before. Yeah, and this really seems like only the beginning, you know, and as more people become aware of them and become interested in collecting a lot of the 20 and 21 backs and the the, the 31 and 41 backs, especially, um, you know, I, I think the 41 backs are vastly underrated right now, too. Um, yeah, this was a, a great, great catalog, a lot of fun to go through. Um, we hope it was a fun listen for you as well. And to get to know some of these pieces more and just to, you know, just to, to talk about star Wars and collecting, which is what we'd love to do. So Matt, I thank you so much for your time for doing this. I thank you for hanging out and, and just, you know, looking through the catalog with me and going through these pieces and sharing your stories, uh, of course, making me laugh and hopefully making <laughs> our friends listening laugh as well too. Um, it's been a blessing. And I, again, Thank you so much. I look forward to doing uh, another one with you when, uh, once we find out the, uh, the, the realized values and, and once the auction has ended. Yeah, no doubt there's going to be plenty to talk about uh, coming out of the auction, which ends here in uh, just under four and a half days. Yeah. So stay tuned for that one. Uh, Matt, also, there's been uh, more interest now in your book as well, which is great. Uh, people have been contacting me and asking me about where to get it. And I know you had mentioned that we're, you're kind of dwindling down to the, um, to the remaining copies that you have. So if anyone is interested in getting the book Engineering an Empire, co-written by Matt George, Stephen Ward, and Gary Borbage, uh, how can they do so, Matt? They can log on to engineeringandempirebook.com or they can go on Facebook to facebook.com slash engineeringandempirebook or you can catch me in person. I'll be out at the ICCC. Uh, I've got a table where I'll have copies of the book there. And if you're listening to this, um, if you want to buy a copy, just drop either myself uh, a direct message on Facebook or on Instagram, there I'm at geeks underscore antiques, and we can do uh, free shipping for listeners of the podcast, which is great because the the book is the same weight as like a desk, so it's <laughs> that, that's very nice of you. 
Absolutely. Yeah, just hit me up if you're interested in picking up a copy. Okay. And um, any final thoughts about this auction? I think we pretty much covered it all. Just looking to see how it all shakes out. Okay. Is there a number one piece that you are curious to see where it turns up? Besides the 31 Bespin security guard, it's, <laughs> I'd probably say the rocket vet. Um, okay. That's just a piece that's near and dear to, to my heart. Um, you know, it's a piece that, uh, that we want, that we turned up and used to be mine. And to be able to share the, the provenance and, and the story behind its founding. And then the fact that it was uh, <laughs> among the, the toys that were given out by the guy that did the testing on these, uh, these J slot rocket fets just adds a, a cool dimension to it. Um, so just curious to see where it ends up. Okay. I'm on the same page as you uh, in the catalog. And I, I would say, I'm curious to see where the early bird certificate winds up. Because I think that's an underrated piece. I think that is going to be one of those eventual staples. Um, yeah, so I so I think I think the certificate will be interesting. The rocket fed is certainly going to be interesting. You know, where do rocket fets go from here? And um, man, we certainly I think even just the the, the QC sign off bib for tuna. I'd like to see what that does if that does anything. And I, I think the um, the Luke Bespin thirty one back figure graded an 85 i want to see where that goes because that's one of those pieces that if it sells for a crazy amount it will validate where this next level of 31 backs are going to go yep agreed cool. all right we did it matt we did it well, thanks to everybody that stuck with us all the way through we should offer some them a pro we should like do a test to see if they've been listening and uh, offer a prize if they've sat through all 85 hours of this series here. No, no. If you've made it, that is your prize. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're the kidding. The journey but, is the reward. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully you have learned enough to navigate your way through the Hakes auction and uh, that you have a little more information now on the grading process, what to look for with these pieces, uh, which ones are, are rarer, uh, which ones are more heavily desirable, which ones you could really use for your own collections. And we always say this, and we, we want this to, to be something that's resonant and important. If you are collecting, collect because you love it. Collect because these are pieces that mean something to you. You know, have that be the main focus. Uh, the values are always kind of a secondary thing and an added bonus that comes in. But enjoy the hobby. Connect with people. Find your community where you can um, be part of a club and a group, get to know a lot of the collectors within the larger collecting community because they're really special people who have uh, amazing lives, amazing views and viewpoints on the hobby itself. Uh, they offer so much. And it's conversations like this. I mean, Matt, we've done, as we said, something like 10 hours of, of a conversation around this, this catalog. But for us, this is kind of what we normally do as, as friends and collectors when we hang out and we talk about this stuff. Absolutely. Well said. Cool. All right. So stay tuned. Uh, we wish you all the best if you are bidding on anything from Hakes. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode 
in which we'll take a look at the realized prices of from Hake's 234's auction. And uh, we're looking forward to that. So, Matt, I can't wait to talk to you soon. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. Excellent.